Have you guys got your tickets yet? I got mine, and I'm fired up. I have. I'm going to be honest, I haven't gotten my tickets. Dang, nabbit. Oh, come on, man. You got to get on that, Cook. Man, we got we got four kids at home, so we'll we'll just see what happens Saturday. My wife has told oh, me yeah. I could go, but I'm not sure if it's a trap or not. So I just, <laughs> you know, I'm like, do I buy a ticket and just go? Because remember, uh, Lane, uh, whenever I went to the New Orleans Bowl one year, and you and Mary Lois sat in front of me and Mike Cash and, and his wife, well, my wife was a little upset that I went to the game, and I got even got her a ticket, but she's like, no, you go ahead and go. So I just didn't, I'm just not sure if it's a trap or not. Yeah, every married guy knows exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. We've yeah. all been, sometimes it's easier to ask for forgiveness than permission, Jason. <laughs> this is one of those episodes I'm kind of hoping my wife don't listen to now that I've said that. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to text her and be like, make sure to listen to tonight's episode. Yeah, that baby was crying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you looking for the spot to kick back, relax, and talk all things Southern Miss? Well, you're in the right place. No need for the calculator here, Poindexter. We're average Joes who are passionate fans. This is for Southern Miss fans by Southern Miss fans. Welcome to the Everyday Eagles Podcast. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Everyday Eagle Podcast. We are excited to talk about the bowl game with you tonight. But first, I need to bring in that lovable co-host of mine, Mr. Lane Brady. What's up, Lane? Man, we are going bowling, Chuck. They see me bowling. They hate me. That's right. Hey, clever. Clever, I like Clever. You like it? So, yeah, Lane, man, I saw you. I uh, got a, to fill out a bowl pick on this year. After two years of not having, of not picking a Southern Miss win, I finally got to pick a Southern Miss win this afternoon, and it felt good, Chuck. It who did you right. pick? Did you pick Southern Miss to win? I, of course, I did. Okay, I'm just making sure. Of course, you know, I, I didn't, win I didn't want you to like. I didn't want you to jump shit and like vote for the Jackson. State Tigers, or you know, the Bulldogs, or the Rebels, or some Black Bears, or other games or too. All of them, I know, I know. I'm just messing with you. But yeah, I voted for I voted for the Golden Eagles to bring out the win because I think that's what's going to happen. I think you're right, but we're going to dive into that. But um, you have brought on a very cool guest for us, so why don't you give us an intro of who you brought on? Yeah, man. So, uh, so we we put out a feeler a few weeks ago to try to see if any who all wanted to come on and be a guest. And uh, and my buddy Chris Cook commented and said he was interested. And uh, I went and let Chris cut my hair, and we chatted a little bit. By the time we were done, he was going to be the next guy on the show. He came on to do the. Uh, he's coming on to do our bowl game preview. So I got Chris Cook coming with me on the show tonight. It feels weird saying Chris Cook. I'm used to saying J.C. Cook, but uh, hey, you know what? If you want to call me J.C. brother, that's fine. That's it, it, fine. It's feel right, man. But welcome to the show, Chris. Welcome, Chris. Appreciate you guys having me. And uh, I don't know, cool guest. That's maybe a little bit of an overstatement, but you know, I'll do the best I can. Hey, man. Any 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 guest that uh, can help come on here and keep Lane wrangled is cool in my book. 
Well, I'll do what I can. It's a task. <laughs> That's hilarious. So, so right now, as we are recording, I'm sure she'll appreciate me saying this. I'm upstairs at my house, and I just heard my eight-month-old have a total meltdown downstairs. So I'm sure my wife's appreciating me being up here recording while she's handling that. ML's yeah. a, a MVP. She actually is for real. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but Chris, tell us about your barbershop, man. Tell us about it. Chris is a barbershop owner. Give us the rundown on it. Well, man, uh, I own JC Cook's Barbershop out in Oak Grove by the corner market. And actually, this week, this Thursday, will be 17 years I've been in business. Uh, I've cut hair for almost 25 years in Hattiesburg. My family wow. hair here since the 1940s. So uh, that's just, you know, I guess I was uh, destined to be a barber, even though I started college to get an accounting degree. Here I am. But um, I, I love doing what I do. I love people. Um, you know, we get a lot of love the athletes that come in the shop. And I love talking to those guys and getting to know those guys and build relationships with them. And um, I just love being a part of this community and owning a small business in Hattiesburg. For you sure. know what's cool? I didn't realize it until I went in. Uh, Chris's shop, but uh, the whole thing is decked out in Southern Miss and, and sports memorabilia. It's like a really cool environment to go check out. So, oh, nice. Uh, he did a job cutting my hair, too, so I trust him with my hair. Well, I appreciate that, man. Do you have yeah, any yeah. Everyday Eagle podcast swag up in your shop, man? I don't, but you know, I'm hoping after tonight that I might get some. We're going to have to get you show. some. You got to earn right. it first. But you know, we uh I wanted I wanted Chris to highlight it the JC Cook barbershop because uh you know we talked about it when we had some teachers come on supporting them, you know, and we like to give people chances and talk about how we can support former athletes and stuff at Southern. But uh guys, Chris is a big Southern Miss fan. Has been ever since I've known I've known him a while. Chris, you knew my father in law. Long before you ever I knew think, I was going to say, man, I, I love Mr. Mike. He was a good man. I loved having him come to the shop, and I loved getting to know him. And um, and and I, you know, I got to know Mary Lois because of him. So, uh, but yeah, I, I, Mr. Mike was a was a good good man. Yeah. So, like Chris knew my family before he really knew me. But uh, but as far as as long as I've ever known or even heard about him, all I heard was how big the Golden Eagle he was. And uh, that's all. Awesome. You know, we always want Eagles to support Eagles. So yeah, uh, baby. I wanted to give him a chance to give his, his barbershop a shout out. If you need to get a haircut, man, and you want to go support an Eagle, go go to J.C. Cook's shop, man. He does a good job. And, again, it'd be an Eagle supporting an Eagle, which is a good thing. So so uh, um, I got I got two follow-up questions on that, uh, Chris. Uh, one yeah. You know, I uh, I got I got a beard, and and I can't I can't draw a straight line to save my life, much less shave a straight line. So, do you do you do cleaning up beards and stuff too? Yeah, we do, man. I is, I, I can do it. Or I've got a guy that works for me that um, he's really good on beards. I let him trim my beard actually, because I don't trust myself trimming my own. But um, but yeah, but yeah, come by, man. We'd be glad to clean that beard up for you. I will for sure. And second, do you have to? Do you take walk-ins or are you appointment only or what? What? Yeah, we're just walk-ins only. It's uh, no appointment okay. necessary. First come, first serve. That's and, awesome. Uh, that old school barbershop feel then. Yeah, old school. The way it's always been. Right, man. I like that a lot. I miss that, actually. 
It is, and Chris will chat some sports with you too, man. It's it's a good time. Well, you you've got a new patron in myself. I'm going to come check you out for sure. Awesome, man. Appreciate it. All right. Well, um, Chris, we got some questions we like to ask all our guests here, and uh, and okay. I'll ask you the first one here. Um, the first question we like to ask our guests is, "What makes you an everyday eagle? When did you become a Golden Eagle fan? Tell us about it." Well, I mean, I was born in Hattiesburg in uh, December of 1978, and my dad actually was taking a final exam and left after his final exam to go to the hospital to um, to witness me being born. So I, I've been an Eagle since birth, and uh, my grandmother worked in the ticket office for, I don't, I don't know how long, 20, 30 years. I was trying to think of it earlier, how long she worked there. And so from a, from a young age, I went to sporting events with her just to sit by her and help hand out tickets. And uh, so, man, I, I'm, I'm an everyday eagle since December 20th, 1978. There you go. That's awesome. And then the other question we'd like to ask is, what's your favorite Southern Miss moment? And we didn't prep him for this, Chuck. I didn't tell him we were going to ask him. Oh, man. A raw I, answer. Uh, in the moment answer and he was he's been a fan since 78 so they there's a lot of moments he's got to choose oh from. my man okay <laughs> well i guess in recent memory the my most favorite southern miss memory is when we beat rice in baseball in the conference tournament mm-hmm. on a four player i mean they started in the outfield with who jake sandlin and then threw it into i can't remember who the shortstop was and then i know chucky robinson was the catcher that made the tag yeah that won us that game so that's probably the most exciting one for me at this moment. But uh, I'll have to admit this. There was a few years ago, uh, we were playing Ole Miss on a weeknight, and we were getting beat pretty bad. And um seems like Bo Griffin hit the walk-off home run to win that game, and Bo was a customer of mine at the time, and as, as was Lane Burroughs. And I told Bo, I was like, man, I, I, uh, I left the game earlier the other night, and I was listening to John call your home run as I was driving home to win the game on a walk-off. And so that's a moment that I missed that I wish I'd have been there for. But, you know, yeah. I, say I, I gave up on our guys. But, uh-huh. yeah, I left. And I told Lane Burroughs, I said, Lane, I said, I left the game early. He said, I would have too. <laughs> you, know, you know, funny, Chris, I was there. I was at that you game. Were. Bo hit, he hit it out over – it was like right where the billboard is in left field. Yeah. He hit it out over there. Um, I was in junior high. So how's that make? How's that make? Uh, <laughs> how's it? Lane, Lane likes to remind us old. that how young he is. Yeah, I kind of flex on how young I am. So didn't do it. Well, when I'll we had tell it. you this: an- another really good memory. I was at the game when Brett Favre came in and won the game against Tulane. I was nice. there that day. So uh, that's 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 a pretty awesome. What an awesome memory, yeah. and that's cool. Yeah. Did and you look as far back as I can What's that? Be a Hall of Famer one day? Uh, you know, like when you see a, a guy who plays well at your college, you want him to go and be the best. And I mean, everyone kind of gets emotionally involved with that. So uh, I didn't think, I mean, I knew, I thought he was good, but I never thought he was Hall of Fame, you know, NFL MVP, win Super Bowl good, you know, at the time. But uh, it's pretty amazing the career he had, regardless of what's going on now. He had an amazing career, and I'll always be a mm-hmm. Brett Favre. Right. It was cool to watch him whenever he played, and when he was at his prime, like at his greatest, to know that's a Southern Miss guy on the field. You know, no that was really doubt, cool. no doubt. 
So. All right, Chuck, we ready to dive into some bowl game action here? Let's dive in, man. All right. So, the Golden Eagles, for the first time since 2019, and I know this because I got caught by Pate, actually, the other day, not knowing when the bowl games were, and he dagnabbited me on the show. So, I went out and I looked up the stats to make sure I had it right this time. 2019 was our last bowl game appearance against Tulane. Uh, we lost, and then um, we've been two years without a bowl game. So this is a bit, and it sounds petty to complain about two years, but you know there's some teams out there who go crazy over just getting to a bowl game. But you know, guys, we're used to going to bowl games. Like that's, that's well, you know, Coach Bauer set that standard for sure. Like, what did we go to, 20 straight bowl games with Coach Bauer? We were one of the only, like, four teams in the country at one point who had that one streak. It was us and Florida State and somebody right. had, like, a yeah. bowl game. Right, like, we were the leaders in bowl game appearances. Yeah. So, when you go two years without going, it feels like you're in just a absolute famine, not even a drought, just a famine. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, great depression. Exactly. It was that's the great depression of Southern Miss football, and now we're finally back. You know, and so it's awesome, man. And and you know, we all guessed what bowl game we were going to end up in. Uh, you were pulling for Dallas, but didn't you say Mobile? I did. Be- I was hoping for Dallas, but I knew it was going to be Mobile. I actually, I was saying, I was thinking it was going to be the Independence Bowl, so I was off on that one. But, well, see, I, I was actually the one I thought we might go to was Boca Raton. Yeah, I'm happy with Mobile since it's close to home, and we can get a lot of fans mm-hmm. there. Yeah, yeah, we need to pack that thing out and kind of show the appreciation of like this is where we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be in bowl games, you know. Yeah. Um, so we play the Rice Owls this upcoming Friday. Um, uh, as we record right now, it's Sunday night. I think it. This episode will air early in the week, but uh, we play, we play on Saturday. Friday. We play Saturday. Yeah, yeah, I said I meant Saturday. Um, we play on Saturday. We got uh, we got kind of an afternoon game on Saturday. Um, what time's the kickoff for that thing, guys? Four forty-five. What I saw. Yeah, yeah. Got the afternoon game. We don't have the late night game or anything. We're just kind of stacked up in the middle there. Have you guys got your tickets yet? I got mine, and I'm fired up. I have. I'm going to be honest. I haven't gotten my tickets. Dang, nabbit. Oh, come on, man. You got to get on that, Cook. Man, we got we got four kids at home, so we'll we'll just see what happens Saturday. My wife has told oh, me yeah. I could go, but I'm not sure if it's a trap or not. So I just, <laughs> you know, I'm like, do I buy a ticket and just go? Because remember, uh, Lane, uh, whenever I went to the New Orleans Bowl one year, and you and Mary Lois sat in front of me and Mike Cash and, and his wife. Well, my wife was a little upset that I went to the game. And I got even got her a ticket. But she's like, no, you go ahead and go. So I just didn't. I'm just not sure if it's a trap or not. Yeah, every married guy knows exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. We've yeah. All been, sometimes it's easier to ask for forgiveness than permission, Jason. <laughs> this is one of those episodes I'm kind of hoping my wife don't listen to now that I said that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna text her and be like, "Make sure to listen to tonight's episode." Yeah, that baby was crying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I 
uh, I've got a double whammy myself so far to start off the show here. But uh, <laughs> uh, Cook, if you go, man, hit us up. Chuck will be there. I'll be I there. Think we for sure, for sure. We talked earlier in the week about getting together. At the game. Yeah. So by getting together at the game, uh, even before the game or something, hanging out. So hit us up if you go, man. It'll be fun. I sure will. Sure will. So, um, but we play on Saturday. We said four forty-five kickoff, and it's Southern Miss versus the Rice Owls. So, um, guys, this is the rundown of the bowl game. We want to talk about both teams, even though we all know about Southern Miss. We're going to just give a complete rundown of uh, both teams competing in this game to give you exactly who to look for on each side. So we'll start with Southern Miss. Southern Miss is coming into this game at 6-6, six and six, overall 4-4 four and four in Conference USA. Dagnabbit. Okay, we had to win our last one to get bowl eligible. For some reason, we love beating Louisiana schools this year. Um, I think we were undefeated in the state of Louisiana this year. We are, we are. We absolutely are. So we're coming into this game uh, sitting right there. Um, first bowl, like we mentioned, first bowl game appearance since 2019. Um, and excited to be there, guys. I think there's a general feel of excitement. I think a lot of Southern Miss fans were kind of like, I know I was. I didn't really want to see another con- a Conference USA opponent in my bowl game. Right. But. I mean, I'm not going to complain about finally getting to make the game. What did you guys think about the, the landing spot for us? For y'all, I, I mean, obviously you were happy it was close. What did you think about the opponent? No. I I wasn't happy about the opponent. I, I even said, man, we can't escape Conference USA to save our life. I was hoping, you know, I was really hoping for um matchup with like Houston and maybe the Independence Bowl or Dallas Bowl or or something like that. I thought that would have been a lot of fun. I know that they're still an old Conference USA folk, but they've been gone long enough that that it makes it interesting. Or our Memphis matchup would have been cool. Yeah. Um, but Rice, I mean, and you know, Rice sometimes has our number, so I don't want to count them out just yet. Yeah. Well, I, I was a little underwhelmed myself. I was hoping we'd play maybe UConn. Or yeah. I saw Buffalo as one of the uh, potential matchups. Um, so yeah, I, I, either one of those, I think. But you know, playing Rice is just like I, I love to see us play Rice in baseball because it's always one of the, one of the best matchups. At least it was when Wayne Graham was there. Not so much when you know in the last three or four years. But um, but I mean, I think I think well, I think we'll have their number though. What was your thought? I know one thing. I felt pure jealousy when I saw Tulane's landing spot. Did you guys but feel you know, that? Like, I love landing. the fact. I love the fact that we were one of the what two teams that beat Tulane this year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they yeah. beat Kansas State early in the season, and Kansas State beat TCU to win the Big Twelve, which is huge. Um, and then, I mean, UCF beat them with John Rice Plumley, you know, Oak Grove alum, like excellent kid. I'm so proud of John Rice. And yeah. uh, then they lost to them in, in their conference in the conference championship. But uh, I mean, for us to to beat a team like Tulane this year, and that was um, Zach Wilkie's, I think, second game. You know, and yeah. after that game, I, I'll be honest with y'all. I tweeted him. I'm like, hey, you never have to pay for a haircut in Hattiesburg again. Yeah. And uh, he's been coming to the shop. He's a regular. He's a great kid. And uh, you know, he yeah, I'm real proud of them for winning that game. And I did not know how good Tulane was at that time. I mean, they're playing you. They're playing USC. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, they're playing a team that just missed making the college bowl playoff. And USC, I couldn't, I couldn't believe how bad Utah, you know, was able to to upset them. But yeah. uh, USC, I mean, they have a Heisman winner at quarterback. You know, I watched the Heisman right. show last night, and I, I was I was pulling for Max Duggan, but you know, congrats to Caleb Williams. Um, but I think they're probably going to make Tulane look pretty silly, to be honest. Probably so. But um, but yeah, so we went we went the rundown of Southern Miss again. We're six and six overall, four and four in the conference. We had to win our last one to make the bowl game. Uh, first bowl since 2019. Then you got Rice. So Rice is coming into this game at five and seven, three and five overall. And Cook, you found an interesting stat when you looked at their recent win loss records. Can you tell us that? How about Rice? Rice, yeah, the, Rice lost their last three games of the season. And uh, at five and seven, I'm not sure where they had the strength of schedule because, I mean, they did play USC this year. Um, I'm trying to remember who else they played this year, but they lost their last three to finish at five and seven. So they had USC, they had Houston, they had uh, they lost their last three were Western Kentucky, UT San Antonio, and North Texas. And they don't really have any impressive wins on their resume. You know, the the biggest win they had was against McNeese State, fifty-two to ten, and I mean that's not saying much to beat McNeese fifty-two to ten. But USC beat them 66-14. And, so, and I think their biggest win was probably Louisiana Lafayette. They beat UAB. But I don't know what UAB has now since I don't pay any attention to Conference USA at all since we've gotten out of there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and, guys, I looked up Rice's bowl history. This is their first bowl game since 2014. So wow. they've, been in, they've been in pretty big drought lately. They – uh. They won the Hawaii Bowl in 2014. That was their last bowl appearance. So I, I thought it was kind of puzzling, too, that that was the 5-17 and 17 that made, that mm-hmm. made it. But it is who we got. And, uh, guys, let's give the rundown on them. Talk about who we, who we got. So I think uh, the good thing to do here would be to talk about um, when Southern Miss has the football, who to watch for. So. Um, JC, why don't we fire back and forth here on this a little bit? I know you got it pulled up too. Let's talk about when Southern Miss has the football here on offense, who are the guys to watch for? I'll get us started here and talk about the passing department here. Um, Trey Lowe has been our quarterback, uh, as of late, he's been the guy the past few games. Um, you know, he, uh, he, didn't start the season as the starting quarterback. He kind of worked his way into that role. There were some injuries that happened in front of him. And uh, he's coming into this game right now with 795 yards passing, three touchdowns uh, to go with two interceptions. So he's had his games where he's looked really good. I thought he looked really good against, like, Coastal Carolina. And then he's had his yeah. game where he was off a little bit. But – uh Hopefully, we'll get the best version of Trey Lowe we can get. And also, Frank Gore Jr., you got to mention him as a passer, too, right? He's got 172 passing yards. Yeah. Three touchdowns, no interceptions. Yeah. So, Gore's kind of a – he's kind of a dude when it comes to passing. So, uh, look for number eight, Trey Lowe on Southern Miss's offense. Number three, Frank Gore. Uh 
He'll sub in and out. Clearly, he's our starting running back. Uh, JC's going to talk a little bit about him in just a second. But, yeah, so that's the rundown on our passing game. Let's go to the running game here. Uh, JC, tell us about our rushing leaders. Well, man, you got Frank Gore, who uh, has 1,053 yards this year. And, you know, I don't mean any disrespect to our offensive line because they've worked really hard. They're better than they've been the last couple of years. But um, I just think that there's room for improvement on the offensive line. But for him to run for 1,000 yards behind a line that doesn't have five just studs on it, uh, that says a lot about his ability to run. And, I mean, seven touchdowns on the ground. I mean, the guy's been been awesome for us this year. So, I mean, 10, 10 touchdowns responsible for out of 30 for our total offense. So, I mean, that that's, uh, that's a pretty impressive number. And then you got um, – He's literally a third of our points. Yeah, he's he is he's responsible for a third of our points. Yeah, so uh, I mean it's been it's been awesome to see him, you know, and him stay. I know after last season, I was worried because all this NIL and transfer portal stuff, you know, because a team like Southern Miss, it'll be hard to keep guys like that because we just don't have the the money here. Um, we don't have you know the we don't have rich alumni like some schools do. But he got a forty thousand dollar NIL deal and stayed here, and uh, so I'm glad that he stayed. And um, his father, I'd have to say, was one of the one of the best ever. I'm a huge Frank Gore fan, and uh, and so to see his son here wearing the black and gold that that means a lot to me. And so yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed watching him play for us. Yeah, yeah. And so he's he's going to be getting the lines share of the carries for sure he's gonna be the guy that really honestly guys the offense is gonna go through number three in this ball game on southern miss well, looking at the number of carries he's had he's had 207 carries the next closest guys Janari dean has 58 carries yeah so that's I mean, just that just shows how much of the weight that he has shown yeah and some other guys you'll see carry the ball chandler pittman has been getting that a lot as of late uh that's number two he'll get it some and uh, Janari Dean, he gets a he he's been getting it some too. He's had some injury problems though. Uh, hopefully he's he's well and ready to go. I'll tell y'all, man, I'm impressed by this Kenyon Clay kid, the kid out of Union. Where y'all thoughts yeah. on him? I mean, he has two touchdowns with 17 carries. That's that's pretty impressive. That's that's good, real good numbers right there. Yeah, he's a good player. I like him a lot. So yeah. Rushing-wise and then receiving in right here. All right, Chuck, tell us about the receivers we can we can expect to see a lot of on Southern Miss' side. Well, you know who I would throw it to every single time, and that's my boy Cavallo, but I don't think that they're going to do that. They're going to put him in as extra blocker a lot, especially when uh, Frank Gore's back there, I feel like. But I think Cavallo will get, you know, I think he'll get three to five catches. Um and I'm a call that I think one of them is going to be crucial in the game. But outside of that, you've got your boy Brownlee, who everybody loves. And um, that's right. Keep going. I'm sorry. Just felt like chiming in. No, oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then uh, Kasten is obviously uh, another great target that uh, Traylo likes to throw to, and Frank Gore both. Um, and those are going to be your three primary, in my opinion. But uh, what do you think, Lane? You're the offensive guy, so who would you throw it to? Well, I, I clearly, I think Brownlee. You got to test them and see if they can cover Brownlee. Nobody's really been able to do it all season. 
Um, I would test Rice immediately and throw the ball to Brownlee early and often. Um, but, you know, you mentioned Caston. He's taken advantage of a lot of good matchups this year. And the other one I could see getting some action that we haven't mentioned yet is uh, Ty Mounds. So he's been Mims, very yeah. this year, too. That's what you're looking at. So that's number one, number 15, number 21, and number 33 is Cavallo. So one Brownlee, 21 Mims, 15 Caston, and 33 Cavallo. Those are the guys you can expect to see catching the football when the Golden Eagles are on offense. And that's rundown Southern Miss's offense. Let's check out Rice's defense here. All right. So on defense, guys, Rice, their leading tackler, uh, has 69 tackles. That's Chris Conti. So he's a linebacker. He's uh he, he's number eleven linebacker. So he's their leading tackler right now. Uh there's another one not far from him who's also a linebacker, Myron Morrison. So it's see, you know, when you look at the numbers here, guys, their leading tacklers, the top two are linebackers. The third one is Gabriel Taylor, number twenty six. He's a safety. When you got linebackers and safeties making all the tackles, that tells me the D lineman. Mostly are there to eat up blockers. So you can expect them to have a defensive line that tries to eat up the blockers and have linebackers and safeties that fly to the football. So number 11, 33, and 26 are their leading tacklers. Um, on the back end, they got Myron Morrison. Uh, he's the safety. He's one of the linebackers I mentioned that had a bunch of tackles. He's leading the team in interceptions with two. Gabriel Taylor is the safety I mentioned that has all the tacklers. He's also uh, he, he's tied for the lead in interceptions with two. So, um, to me, Myron Morrison, number 33, and Gabriel Taylor, number 26, that's their two studs on defense. So um, when it's passing downs, we got to make sure we can block Josh Piercy. He's an outside linebacker, blitzing off the edge, number 12. He's leading the team in sacks. And uh, the next one is Trey Schumann, who is a defensive end, number seven. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much the rundown on Rice's defense. You got three guys that really make most of the tackles. You got two of those three guys also lead the team in picks. And then you've got uh, two guys that are coming off the edge there that are sack leaders. So, that's Rice's defense as a whole, guys. Number 12 and number 7, sack leaders, and then your tacklers. You're looking at 11, 33, and 26, and 33 and 26 also lead the team in picks. So those are the guys for Rice we got to watch for. Lane, does it say how much, uh, how many points they allow per game? Yeah, so as a team, guys, Rice is giving up 33 points a game. Well, 34 when you average it up. So, um, compared to scoring 25 points per game. So, they're averaging giving up more than they're scoring. Um, it appears that teams have had a pretty good bit of success running the football on them. They're averaging 167 yards a game on the ground. Passing-wise, they're averaging 210 on the ground. Pretty balanced right there. So. Yeah, I mean, Rice's defense, they've been known to give up some points. So there's some points to be scored there for sure. I'd look for Frank to have a big day. And uh, you mentioned it earlier, Chuck, who's going to have the big play in the air. I think Ty Mims makes a big touchdown catch late in the game. That's my guess. 
I dig it. So, um, it could be like that Sherrod Gideon catch several years ago. Whenever we were, I can't remember what even what year that was. We were playing TCU down there in the in the Mobile Bowl, and uh, Sherrod Gideon had a catch that sealed the deal for us down there. Oh yeah, yeah, no doubt. So that's when Southern Miss has the ball, guys. That's who to look for. That's the Rice defenders to look for, and then we obviously Southern's weapons on offense. All right, so that's when Southern Miss has the ball and when Rice is on defense. So now let's flip the script. Let's say Rice has the ball, Southern Miss is on defense. Here's what to look for, and we'll use the same format. I'll cover passers, uh, Chris will cover rushers, and then Chuck will cover receivers. So here we go. Let's get moving here. I'll talk about their passers. Rice's starting quarterback is T.J. McMahon. He's number seven. He has started. Uh, he's played in ten games this year. Um, right now, his he's sitting here. The numbers that jump off the board to me, he has over two thousand yards passing, which isn't bad. He has eighteen touchdowns, but this is the number, guys, that sticks out to me: fourteen interceptions. Ooh. So. To me, what does that scream to me? We got to get pressure on this quarterback and force some mistakes because he'll give it to us if we do. We'll have some picks on on uh, bowl game day. That's the goal, baby. Get some pressure on him and make him start throwing some picks. So, um, and whenever you look at their team as a whole, guys, you know, uh, when you look at their sack numbers, they've been sacked 50 times this year. Wow. So. You know, he, he hadn't been well protected this year. So, to me, I'm looking at that. If I'm a, if, if I'm Austin Armstrong, I'm licking my chops right now saying, let's go get number seven. But uh, that's their quarterback, number seven, T.J. McMahon. So, tell us about their rushing attack, Chris. All right, well, it, it's sad to say their leading rusher has zero touchdowns on the year. Um, he had... 513 yards. Hold on, I'm, I'm getting back to it because I was looking at some of our, uh, I was looking at some of our defensive stuff. So, okay, their leading rusher is a guy named Cameron Montgomery. Number one, that's 513 yards rushing, but has zero touchdowns. Their leader in touchdowns is a man named Ari Broussard, and uh, he only has um, 91 91 carries for 262 yards, but nine touchdowns. Longest is a 19-yard run. Uh, and you're talking about uh, the quarterback. He uh, has um, 65 carries for 311 yards and three touchdowns. So it's puzzling to me why their leading rusher doesn't have any any touchdowns at all. And then there's one interesting name here, and then I'm going to mention this, and then we'll pass this along to Chuck, uh, Luke McCaffrey. Um, it's carried the ball 11 times and has a touchdown, and he has 137 yards. So uh, what can you tell me about this uh, Luke McCaffrey guy, Chuck? He is a receiver, so that falls under the Chuck umbrella. Chuck, tell umbrella, us about umbrella. So, you know, <laughs> I think uh, Luke McCaffrey, McCaffrey is leading the team in receptions. Um Pop quiz for you two. Do you know who Luke McCaffrey's brother is? Is it a famous guy that everybody would want to draft first overall in their fantasy leagues right now? 
It is. Well, hold on. Let is. me say this. Let me say this. I did not. I had the first pick in my fantasy draft this year because he's so injury prone. I did not draft him, okay. and I went with Cooper Cup. I went with Cooper Cup, who's now on IR. So hey, jokes okay. on me. Yeah. McCaffrey's still playing. Yeah. But yeah. So. <laughs> yes. So yeah, Luke McCaffrey's brother is the the Christian McCaffrey. Um, Chris, you had some interesting insight onto this, some stuff we didn't know. Uh, I can go back a few years. I'm a little older than you guys. So, uh, but Ed McCaffrey, who played for the Broncos, outstanding receiver. Both of his sons, Christian and Luke McCaffrey, are outstanding ball players. But um, Ed and Christian went to Stanford, which is a I've been on their campus. It's beautiful. And it's just, um, I would never have gotten in there because my ACT score was like a 21 or something. But uh, <laughs> then, you, then you had Luke, who's at Rice, and the, that's an outstanding, that's like the Ivy League of the South. So, yeah, there's a, a brilliant, smart, good bloodline, like good athletic family. Absolutely. And like Chuck mentioned, Luke McCaffrey's their leading receiver when it comes to receptions. Receptions, right. But, Rice's leading receiver, who's leading the team in yards and touchdowns, is uh, the number two guy, Rosner. Um, I forget his first name. What was his first name? Bradley Rosner. Bradley Rosner. That's it. Thank you. That's yeah, it. he's leading the team in re- uh, receptions and touchdowns. No, yards and yards and touchdowns. So the the guys to watch for in the passing game or in the receiving game would be number two, Rosner. And if you want to see Christian McCaffrey's brother, guys, it's number two. So I wonder if Christian, uh, well, now he'll probably be playing Sunday, so he won't be at the game Saturday. Yeah. He didn't get hurt today. He didn't get hurt today. But uh, <laughs> San Francisco <laughs> San Francisco did beat Tampa Bay, which makes me very happy as a Saints fan because, I mean, even though we're all terrible in the NFC South, like we're still maybe to make the playoffs. Playoffs? Beat <laughs> them convincingly, too. Mm-hmm. Like, that wasn't even a close game. I checked in on it. No, it was it was bad. I don't remember what the final was, but it was bad. Yeah. So now when Rice has the ball, let's talk about Southern Miss's defense. And you can't talk Southern Miss defense without talking about the man himself, Chuck, who is our guy that is Southern Miss defense. You're going to start off with Mr. Malik Shorts, I'm sure. Oh, yes, I am. Absolutely. Uh, in comparison, guys, the Rice tackle leaders were all in the 60s. Malik Shorts has 91. Wow. Impressive. The man is a tackling machine. I mean, we have three guys on our defense who are who had more tackles than Rice's leading tackler. But, you know, you mentioned the, the position, and one of them is a, uh, Malik Shorts, of course, is a defensive back. And you got Sandra Latham, who's a linebacker, and Dalen Gill, who's a linebacker. My boy, Dalen Gill. It's the same setup, right? Same setup as what Rice had. We talked about how our defensive line has been boosted up so much, especially this all season. When you're looking at it right here, and guys, our our leading tacklers are safeties and linebackers because those D linemen are eating up all the blocks. They got to, you know, they got to dedicate O linemen to block these guys. So, and there's so, been a couple yeah, games this year where I've seen the uh, nasty bunch, you know, from years ago, like. I, and I even had to tweet Marshant Kenny, who's my most favorite uh, USM linebacker, defensive player of all time, Marshant Kenny. And I was like, hey, the Nasty Bunch is back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No doubt. 
And so, uh, so yeah, that's your lead <laughs> leaders and tackles. So that's Malik Shorts, number nine, Don Kiwan, who is, or I'm sorry, that's Malik Shorts, number nine, Santrell Latham, number six, and Dalen Gill, number 31. So that's your leading tacklers right there. I mentioned Don Kiwan accidentally as I was looking up sacks. So let me jump on into sacks because we mentioned, guys, the way to beat Rice, to me, is getting pressure on this quarterback. And if it's going to happen, it's going to happen by the man, Dominic Kiwan. He has nine sacks on the season. So he is he is a just quarterback rushing machine. So he yeah, has been you, and then so Next good. in line. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, sir. No, you're good. Go ahead. I don't say next in line. You got Quentin Bivens, who's uh, an old Miss transfer that we got from the transfer portal, and Bivens has been huge on that offensive line all season. Oh yeah, yeah, he absolutely has. He's been he's been big for us, and he's made he's had some big plays and big moments. And then coming in at third on the sack list is Santrell Latham, the guy we just mentioned, number six, and then Avery uh, Habas has been mentioned a couple times. He. I think Dirty mentioned him a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. after that last game as the tackle leader. Well, did uh, he have about there. 20 tackles in the Liberty game? I mean, that guy played his tail off in that Liberty game. Oh, yeah. He's sitting there at 46 on the season right now. He's had a good year, too. So those are some of the studs as far as tackling goes. Again, that's number nine, Shorts. Number uh, number six, Latham. 31, Gill. And then on the sack, when it's – when it's a passing down, look for number seven and ninety-five, T1 and Bivens to go get the quarterback. And so uh on the in and as far as interceptions go, guys, Jay Stanley is now the leader on the team in interceptions, followed by Malik Shorts and Cam Harrell. So Stanley's number twenty-one and Harrell's number twenty-nine, and again Shorts is number nine. So look for those guys to make some. Uh, Natron Brooks, he's the guy that's had a couple of picks yeah. himself. You know, you got to watch for him always. Oh yeah, so so look for those guys to make their plays in this game. Again, I mentioned that's kind of the matchup. I can't wait to see is how much pressure can we get on this quarterback and cause him to throw some picks to us. All right, so that's it when Rice has the football. That's the guys on Rice's offense to look for and Southern Miss's defense to look for. So now, looking at special teams-wise in the kicking game, you got Mason Hunt as the punter, uh, Briggs Bourgeois as the field goal guy. Um, and, the, and, and, and so those are your two right there, your returners. Natron Brooks has the most returns. Uh, he's our leading return guy right now. And then when you look at Rice, their special teams, their kicker is number 18, or their punter is 18, Connor Hunt. Their kicker is Christian Van Sickle, number 31. Tim Horn also has one attempt on the year. And their return guy is Sean French, so number one. So that's that's the, the rundown of these two teams as a whole. Let's do a can't wait segment, Chuck. Just talking overall about the game, maybe some matchups we can't wait to see or what we can't wait to see in Mobile. Yeah. Let's do it. Can't wait. Chuck, what about this matchup in Mobile? First bowl game since 2019. Golden Eagles versus the Rice Owls. What makes you say, I can't wait for this Saturday? 
I can't wait for all of the seniors to leave it all on the field. You know, whether it's Trey Lowe or our defense, um, you know, some of these some of these players this will be their last ever football game. Um, so I, I can't wait to see uh, them go out and make some memories on the field and, and uh, make some big plays and bring home a, a winning season for Southern Miss. First time in, uh, gosh, how many years? There's been several. Yeah. So that's what I can't wait for. All right, Chris, what can you not wait? What What about this Saturday? Make say I just can't wait. Well, I'll tell you, man, I'm a big Briggs Bourgeois fan, and uh, I don't know if I want to see it come down to his foot to win the game for us, but Briggs has been so automatic for us for so long. I mean, this season he was 31-32 and on extra points, 17-18 of on field goals, and the longest was 53, and I think that was a 53-yarder he hit right before halftime against Liberty. Um, The guy, and, and he's also one of my customers, so I'm a little emotionally involved. But he is, he's just, he exemplifies Southern Miss football. So I'd love to see Briggs have a good game. <clears throat> oh, yeah. No doubt, man. He's been pretty, he's been, guys, he's pretty daggum automatic when it comes like, to I don't Southern know why he wasn't a Groza Award finalist this year. Like when we had Danny Ratman a few years ago. Uh, I mean, Danny Ratman was a Groza Award finalist, and I think the kid from Oklahoma State won it that year, and I was so mad because I was like, "This Danny Ratman deserves this award more than anybody else, but because we're Southern Miss and we're not Oklahoma State or, you know, some bigger school in a bigger conference, I feel like we kind of get looked down on. But, um, but you know, we, we know what we have here, and, uh, you know, I'm proud of all these guys that, that play so well and give their all to Southern Miss. You know, whenever I looked at it, I, I just glancing through this, um, you know, you mentioned Briggs. Uh, he's sitting here right now as far as field goals go. He has missed literally one field goal all year. Yeah. I mean, he's been about as automatic as you can be. So, um, yeah, definitely a good one to pick there. Um Guys, my can't wait. Chuck can go ahead and tell you who what I'm about to say. I can't wait to see Dom Keywan and Quentin Bivens and company get after this quarterback. I want them to get after number seven. I want him to feel incredibly uncomfortable from the first snap of the football game. I hope he throws five interceptions to us, guys. I hope it's a pick frenzy out there. I hope we're getting pressure on him. And I hope Jay Stanley and company are, are picking him off on the back end. And, guys, I just want the nasty bunch defense to show up and show out. I'd love to see our offense getting a rhythm. We're going up against a team that's averaging, giving up a pretty good amount per game of total offense. So it's a good opportunity for Frank Gore. would love to see him have a big night, too. So well, that's what I can't wait to see, guys, is if our defense can make this quarterback uncomfortable and create some big opportunities for our offense to hang some points on the board. Well, so, Coach, I'm a little surprised. You being an offensive coordinator, I figured you'd want some big, big offensive uh, output with lighting up the scoreboard. But uh, and, but it's nice to hear a guy who, you know, an offensive coordinator really praised the defense because you can't have – I mean, they both have to play well, you know. But Oh, um, yeah. And uh, coach, I, I, I respect that, and yeah, I hope our defense shows out, and I really hope they keep that guy on his back the whole game. 
I love our defensive line here at Southern Miss, man. We rebuilt it, and they've been such a fun. I honestly think you mentioned the nasty bunch resurgent. I think it's yes. due 100% to that defensive line. I think I Quentin Pittman's, Dom Keywan, uh, Armandus Cooley, all those guys up there up front, I think those guys are all the ones to to point to when you say our, our nasty bunch is back. I think they're the ones that did. And I do want to say this, man. I'm so disappointed that uh, Swayze, Bozeman, and Hayes Maples right. got injured this season yeah. because they're some good guys. They they come in the shop, and they are they are all about Southern Miss. They're they're black and gold through and through. And so I'm just I, I hurt for them for not for not getting to um to play this season through it you know through its entirety uh, because I think we could have been even better with those guys because you look mm. at our schedule. I mean, Liberty, we lost by a couple of points in overtime. We didn't lose. We lost three points to Coastal, a touchdown to South Alabama. I mean, that's three more wins we could have had, you know, and we could have elevated ourselves even more and been in a better bowl, you know. And if those guys had been playing, who knows, like, who knows what would have happened. But um, yeah. I just have to mention those guys because they're they're good individuals and they're they're intelligent guys. They're working hard in school. Uh, I think Swayze's going to go to like PA school or maybe uh, PT school. And Hayes is just a brilliant guy, you know, and he's an Oak Grove guy too. So I have to, you know, I just wanted to mention those guys and let them know how proud I am of them. And I just hate that they couldn't uh, have the seasons that they wanted to have. Yeah. Absolutely, man. You know, you know, deep down inside, they wonder what would have happened if they played behind that defensive line we have this year. I of mean, course, tackles. of course. Because that's what a D-line does for you, man. A lot of people won't, you know, they talk about Aaron Donalds of the world and stuff, making all these tackles. But the best D-lines are the ones that just eat up the entire offensive line, let your linebackers make all the plays. Yeah. So, I think that's why I'm such a big Marchant Kenny fan, you know, because we had Adelius Thomas on the line. I mean, I mean, who else could – that's like a superstar team. You got AD, you know, eating up the end, and you got Marshant Kenny right there to like bust your tail. Straight, you know, straight up making every tackle. Yes. So, well, guys, we didn't do a pick 'em today. We didn't do a pick 'em because, because Duck, I'm excited. Can I share it? Can I share the you, news? You, ab- you absolutely can share it. All right, good. So, guys, the Everyday Eagles podcast has now made a college bowl game pick 'em on ESPN Bowl Mania. So here's how you can get involved. And we want every last one of you to get involved. If you are listening right now, make an ESPN account. It's free. Go to ESPN Fantasy. All you got to do is go to ESPN Fantasy, make an account. It's free. It's a free account. Click on Bowl Mania. Uh, it's Capital One Bowl Mania. And our uh, our code here, our group name is Everyday Eagles Podcast. That's the group name, and the code is SMTTT, all lowercase. So jump in. Why is it uppercase? Do what? I said, why isn't it all uppercase? I mean, come on, man. Dang, nabbit. I really don't know. Mason probably distracted me, and I just typed it in real quick. Was that Peyton's fault? Did Peyton do that? That that is (laughs) Peyton. It was all Peyton. <laughs> but but guys, I I want every single person who listens to us to join, man. The more the merrier on stuff like this. We need to get a bunch of people in there. Chuck, talk to them about the idea you have for a winner. 
Now, yeah, so there there is a, a incentive. So we are going to give away a Everyday Eagle prize pack to the winner of the College Pick'em uh, Bowl game. So you definitely want to go in there. We're going to have some, some cool Everyday Eagle swag, some uh, some some different things. We'll 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 uh, maybe drop some hints on some of the stuff. It's a bottle of Blanton's? Is that one of the things? Hey, you know, if uh, if we don't win, definitely I may have to drink it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> We're not rolling in enough money to give you anything crazy. No. <laughs> uh, I hear you. I hear you. I, we I get a, a free haircut from J.C. Cook, yeah. you know. Uh, yeah. Hey, lots I, I of stuff. I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> We're not, haircut not town, quite yeah. to the status yet of giving away tickets or anything, but uh, it'd be not. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you can get you can get some uh some some swag stuff here and there from us, and uh, you know, and, and I guess we'll give it to the runner up too when I win, whoever, because I don't need swag. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You mean it's rigged? Right, right. So no, man. It's I want I want everybody to play because it's not enough to just beat Chuck <laughs> and Pete and JC. I want to beat everyone, including you that's listening. So. Jumping, <laughs> fill out a bracket. I've already doomed myself because every time I talk smack, I always come in last. So I've already doomed myself. So jump in, fill out a bracket, man. Uh, it don't take have you. Have some fun, I, yeah. I, well, I just have to tell you, I'm seventh out of ten in my fantasy football league right now. Two okay. weeks ago, I was third, and like the top three are in the money, and now I'm seventh. And I might win this week, but I don't know if it's going to help me. So you know. I like to talk a lot of trash and and uh, but yeah. So my fantasy football season is not going so great. <laughs> should have drafted Christian McCaffrey. That's I right. I mean, I should have. Now, I mean, yeah. I, I figured Cooper Cup would stay healthy longer than he would. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. So, so listeners, right now, you, the person listening to this podcast, log in, make an ESPN account, Everyday Eagles podcast, lowercase S M T T T is the password takes about five minutes to make the pick and it'll give you a reason to watch all these bowl games and yeah. get excited about teams you know nothing about so, and ladies ladies don't let this be just something your husbands do get on there and uh prove that you're you might be smarter than your hubby and when it comes my to wife beat madness two years ago and i still hit don't hear the end of it. That's hilarious. That's uh, my wife's did. a big football fan too, more so than any other sport. So uh, yeah, I might I might just tell, get her to 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 log in too and make some there picks and get her. Yeah, to film. I, I have to say this though, my wife's an old Miss girl, so y'all don't hate me for that. But <laughs> um, so the super regional was bittersweet because I, I you know I hated to see our guys lose in baseball, but then we lost to the eventual national champion. So that's not right. you know that's not so bad. This year, baby. 2024 is our year. 2023. Hey, we'll be the first state to win three in a row. You know, you got state that yeah. won it and then Ole Miss and then us. No other state has won three in a row with three different schools. Only Texas has done it before us with two schools, with uh, UT and Rice. Nice. So, well, we're, gonna, we're about to do it. I feel it. So, and JC's a big baseball fan too, guys. We're gonna get you on some on some baseball episodes too, JC. That'd I'd be love fun. to be back at during baseball season because I can tell some man. great stories from way back when. Absolutely. So, but yeah, guys, that's about it for tonight's episode. Stay tuned because even during the holidays, we're gonna have some stuff posted. We've been banking some episodes, and it's gonna be we got some special treats for them, don't we, Chuck? We do. We got some. 
great. Where are they now? Because I know y'all love those. So you got something your way and uh, some holiday special episodes. So stay tuned to our social media page, guys. It makes it way more fun when the listeners are interactive and answering questions and sending us stuff. So uh, stay tuned to the social media pages this week. We're we're gonna ask for some feedback from you guys, and we will use it on the show. So. Uh, I have to say, guys, I'm I'm excited because a couple of the people you've had, you know, that you're going to have come on and ask for questions for, I'm big fans of. And so, I mean, I, I appreciate you guys doing that as a Southern Miss fan. Like, I love it. And so I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you guys asked me. I'm humbled that you guys asked me because I'm not a former Southern Miss athlete. I'm just a fan, you know, but like the fact that you can get these guys to come on, that means a lot to me and a lot of other fans as well. Well, we appreciate, we appreciate that, man. Yeah, we're having a good time getting to meet some good people. So, Absolutely. Well, y'all go get your hair cut this week and then head on over to Mobile to watch Southern Miss take on the Houston. Oh, no. Yeah, they are. Oh, my God. They are from Houston. They are from Houston. Right. (laughs) The the Rice Owls. But, yeah, everybody come get your hair cut this week because I got four kids to buy Christmas for. So, yeah, y'all go. come on and yeah, <laughs> get some haircuts, please. Eagles supporting Eagles. <laughs> That's right. Go help a brother out. Yeah. I got all these eaglets. <laughs> eaglets. <laughs> get him to line you up before you go to my There you go. Get that fave. Yeah. Awesome. We appreciate you, Chris. Man, come on anytime you want to, brother. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it. I've really enjoyed it. Absolutely. And thank you, Lane. And thank you, Pate, for making us sound and look good. And well, I guess we'll talk to you next time on the Everyday Eagle podcast. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. To the top. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Everyday Eagles podcast. For Southern Miss fans, by Southern Miss fans. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit EverydayEaglesPodcast.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Everyday Eagles Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review and subscribe. And we'll catch you next time on the Everyday Eagles Podcast. Touchdown!